checking the NT forecast. Mostly sunny in Alice Springs for your Friday with a top of 39 degrees. Darwin is cloudy with a chance of a shower and a top of 33. And don't miss the first ODI between Australia and the West Indies from the MCG. Live this afternoon right here on SEN. Live on SEN Top End, 16.11am. Welcome to Fridays in the Top End with Jackson Clark and Raf Clark and Rob Hale. For Rain and Horn Darwin, finding a place to write your next chapter. SEN Fridays in the top end, 16, 11am. Breakfast powered by Kubota. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors and land pride attachments. Talking to the successful NTFL women's representative coach, Rick Nolan, who was the coach of the rep team that defeated Essendon by seven points last Wednesday. We were talking just before about Jasmine Hewitt and what a sensational player she is. Best on ground again to add to that already full trophy cabinet. But Rick, who were some of the other players and some of the other better performers? Not so much on the night, but maybe throughout the whole process and, and at training. Yeah, I thought on the night, Joe Miller from St. Mary's was, you know, like, Jazz has won a lot of medals before. Some of them she's just clearly better. Best on ground. This is probably the only one where like, I still think I would. I still think she was best on ground, but I reckon Jay Miller um, was someone that played. You know, played really, really well um, through the middle. Rennie Hicks, uh, Pints girl, went pretty, pretty well in the, in the midfield in the night. She loves those sort of conditions. But yeah, yeah, Jay Miller started on the bench. And I just thought she. I know we, we didn't win the game by much, but I reckon we controlled it because the mm. conditions were so well. We controlled the second half, 70 to 80% of the ball in our front half, and I reckon it was her. She sort of turned it around that we were going okay, and uh, she played really good football. Bit of a question sort of off the cuff here, but were there any young players that impressed you and ones that you think can make that step up perhaps into AFLW level? I know just the names off the top of my head, Tatiana Perry and Marika Carlton and the, the Palmerston pair there. Yeah, um, I'm not... I think up here we play young kids up too much, so I'm very uh, too early, and I, I, then I see then they struggle and and then they fall backwards pretty quick, and I see it too often up here. So I'm not big into pumping people up, but Marika Carlton's training ethic is as good as anyone I've ever coached. She she's got the potential to really go a long way just because of the way that she adopts her footy. It's just really really impressive and anyone that watched women's football everyone was like who is this girl like mm. she just kicked the footy and she'd go first to train and last to leave she's I think she's got a really really big future lovely girl and she's a footy head and yeah I haven't actually seen anything like that is in the buy-in and wanting to train so hard for a very very long time so she's the one that's I thought has got a very big future. Yeah, she stands out. They talk about the term unicorn in uh, in sports sometimes and Victor Wembanyama in the NBA and how you can just watch it and wow, that's, that player's different to everyone else there. And that's what I noticed with Marika Carlton sometimes watching a few games. I didn't have the, the record with the player list, but I was watching and I thought, all right, that has to be the girl that everyone's talking about, the one all the junior medals, just by the way she played. It was an exceptional game. I think it was against Buffaloes in the Women's Premier League earlier in the year. She kicked four or five goals and was easily best on ground. We have some very talented juniors uh, coming through. Peggy Rocks and one who's only about 13 or 14 years old at Nycliffe, but that's another one to watch out for. So um, you'd have to say, Rick, that the future of women's footy is in pretty good stead up in the Territory. I think it's one of the better comps up here. It's mm -hmm. um, it, but one of the better comps in Australia is in women's sport. And, and not playing... So last year, Pints, we had the bye the last round, then the, we finished top of the ladder, so organised a game against Port Melbourne. We won by a couple of points, so it was the last round of the year. And then they went on and won the VFL Grand Final. And don't get me wrong, but they probably weren't at full strength. And we, Steph Lawrence, didn't play that day for us. We weren't at full strength. But then the next week, we get beaten by 
Waratahs by 10 goals. So that mm. just shows that Waratahs yeah. are probably around the mark as well. Then the week after that, we are four goals down at three-quarter time and just beat St Mary's. Then we obviously won the grand final by a bit, but it shows those sides are pretty close to what we are, and then we beat Port Melbourne. So standard of women's football is good. And I have people say it all the time, you know, I can't, you know, and you hear it, and a lot of it's um, males being males, I can't watch women's footy or that, but then I'll probably have it said to me more, I can watch women's footy up here. You know, the ball does move quick. As long as you've got good conditions, it's a, it's a really good standard, of, you know, it's good standard of football. I think it tells you something too, the quality of player that play up here, like Danielle Ponta, who is a genuine AFLW superstar, not just someone making up the numbers, and she comes up here and, you know, plays for a team up here. Hey, let's talk about the NTFL rep game, the men's. The NTFL 11-7-73 defeated Essendon 5-11-41. Jed Anderson was best of field. Jaden Magro and Bo Schwartz kicked three goals each. Uh, general thoughts on the game, Rick? Yeah, look, I think in every league in Australia, you should have the right to, to, for, to for the best to represent that league. Mm. And that's why I'm, I'm big on this. So I reckon it was great that the NTFL, you know, they could have sat back and just made, you know, let it go. I know it was a midweek game, but overall, like, the crowd was through the roof. Yeah. I was absolutely surprised. So it's got to be viable. These things have got to be viable. Well done to Territorians for supporting it. You know, we, I, I think hopefully it breaks even. That's all you want. You're not there to make a, a, a big profit. Players should have the right to represent the territory that you want to see, and that's something to strive for. You know, I'm a traditionalist back in the old days, you know, and things have changed from that. that, that. We got the AFL clubs up here, and it was the, you know, there was 10,000 people, and it was absolutely you know, massive, and we got, the, got to play against AFL, proper AFL players. Then the AFL just become that strong. That mm. wasn't viable anymore. But, um, yeah, to me, it got a big tick. Gave everyone the chance to... To, to, to go against the best, meet the best, train with the best, and the crowd, the, the territory and support it. So hopefully it's viable and hopefully it happens again. Is there any chance, I know we spoke about it briefly just then, but and I like to think I'm a realist in a lot of different ways when it comes to territory football, but is there any chance of getting the Gold Coast AFL team up to play in, in a situation like that? January perhaps might not be on track with their, you know, pre-season's planned to a fine tee and, and every week's accounted for, so it may not match up, but is there any chance you could get a Gold Coast team up here and say you, you leave Matt Rowell and Noah Anderson and Tuke Miller at home, but all the territory boys play and, you know, your Mac Andrews and some of these type young players for the Suns play, is there any chance of that happening, or do you think that's just unrealistic at this stage? Uh, I reckon it's probably unreal. I just don't. I just think for such a, it's a billion-dollar industry. Yeah. And just for an example, I sort of thought, oh, well, maybe the Davies boys could have played for Essendon. But mm. you know, you look at it, and then you look at the conditions, and you know, one one of the boys has just come off an ACL Essendon. It's just such a, a massive sport, and you know, mm. so much money involved in it. Now, I just don't think it's happened. I, I, Maybe in the women's space, like could the Gold Coast come up here and play? Yeah. Like I think that's probably a little bit more viable, but it's just it's such a massive sport. You know, yeah, it's, like, it's tough. I'd love to see more thinking outside the box. I agree with you 100%. But even Richmond, for example, we've had um, like Mate Kalina and another guy who has played under 10 games of football in their life, an NBA player, NBL player. I think we signed um, as well. They're 209 centimeter blokes. So I always think, imagine if they came up to Darwin and just played three or four games yeah. just to get that footy experience yeah. with a team like the Tiwi Bombers or something like that. It couldn't be the worst thing in the world. But you're right. At this stage, Rick, it's probably something that's mm. um, confidence a bit unrealistic. level as well, Jack. If they're playing. Like these that you've seen come from the NBL, NBA, they're probably playing the VFL where it's pretty hard for them to get a kick. They might come up here and, yeah. and play really good footy. Then the next thing, oh, hang on, I can play this you know, footy. And it could be a stepping stone, I agree with that. 
Yeah, these category, category B rookie types. Uh, going back to the representative game, Jed Anderson was best of field. Certainly no arguments uh, from me. I haven't seen the, the stats, but he looked like a player that controlled that sort of hard football. The conditions really suited Jed. Uh, you know, not a, so much a bigger body, but someone who's tough and just thrives on that contested ball situation. So no arguments from me there. Uh, how did you rate Jed's game? And, and, and he would have been very proud representing the territory again after. He was one of the originals, you know, at NT Thunder. Obviously, he come, didn't come straight away because he was too young, but played in that 2011 team and 2012 and, and was really good uh, at junior level for the Territory team. So that would have been a big honour for Jed. Yeah, I agree. Clearly best on ground. Um, sort of funny when we talk about kids coming through and that, because I coached Jed in that 2011 Thunder Premiership. He's always my benchmark. When someone says, oh, what do you think this kid... Um, yeah, this kid... Like, there's plenty of talent up here, but are they prepared to do the work? And I watched Jed 2011. He... Worked as hard as any kid. Like, you, you know, that's all. Jed Anderson's my benchmark as if any kid's any good because there's, there's talent up here, but have they got the work rate that Jed Anderson's got? And uh, he's a good benchmark. Play, the young kids should be looking at him because he'd train as hard as anyone. He's, uh, and he's been there and he's made it and it's good to see him back in the territory. 100%. Jack Perris played for the Bombers VFL and went all right. Uh, again, off the cuff here, but if we're talking about potential opponents from the NTFL. They're four from four now, uh, with wins over Glenelg, Woodville, West Torrens, South Fremantle, and now the Bombers. Who do you want to see as an opposition? Do you want to see last year's Premiers from the VFL or the Sandville, the Waffle? Is there any preference there? Would you like to see a rep team from Queensland or something? Mm. Is there anything, uh, any ideas that you have around that space? Uh, some ideas. In a perfect world, I reckon it'd be good to, to play the Premiers from the year before, either SNFL, Waffle, or VFL. Yep. As, that's a perfect world. Looking, it's, everything's got to be viable. Like money talks. There was a, a real good crowd there. Is that because Essendon were a big club? Sure. Know, were there were there Essendon people? You know, the car. Yeah, I don't care if it's the VFL side. Yeah. I don't care if I don't really know anyone there. But yeah, hey, it's it's, 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 it's yeah. the Essendon Footy Club. So yeah. there's two ways of looking at it. Personally, we'd rather play the Premiers from the year before. But I think maybe targeting AFL clubs gets a bigger crowd. Money talks. It's got to be viable. Hundred percent. Very, very good. Obviously, Blake Carousella uh, making his, well, coaching VFL at, uh, for the first time back at the Bombers, the Bombers champion or Bombers premiership player. Um, but I thought it was really great from Essendon to engage the top-end community as well. Obviously, we saw uh, Kim Cantilla, Brennan Cantilla and Carlson Cantilla get an opportunity and then five Tiwi players uh, in the women's game as well. I thought they all acquitted themselves quite well in Bombers colours. Yeah, I, I'll even go a step further. I reckon they like the in the in the girls' game. The Tiwi girls were some of their better players. Yeah. So absolutely brilliant. And I thought all the Tiwi players were very good for Essendon as well. So, yeah, it's just, uh, I reckon they lifted pulling pull that uh, bombers jumper. And I thought the Tiwi contingent were very very good. I heard a little whisper that um, bombers were straight on the phone to Kim Cantilla after the game and saying, "Hey, mate, do you have any plans for the next six months? Because we might, yeah. I wouldn't mind getting you down there." So you're right. If they can use. Um, you know, I'd like that to be extended too. Obviously, it's hard if a team like, you know, Glenelg or Woodville West Torrens come up, but if it's going to be an AFL reserves team like an Essendon VFL or a Richmond VFL, I'd love uh, those teams to use it and have a look at some of the young talent. It doesn't necessarily have to be Tiwi boys. It could be players from other communities or it could just be young locals from Darwin as well. I'd love to see that. I know it's now in the women's space. We... Um as I said, we tried to pick... A, a lot of it was on... I tried to create culture. You've got to train, be there and that. So, obviously, the Tiwi girls couldn't make it in here because of where they live and, that, and Maria Rioli was one we were obviously she's good enough to be in the best 22 no problems whatsoever and then um, but yeah she'd been live playing in the local Tiwi comp more than you know, more than for the Tiwi Bombers and we're like ah oh, look she's going to get a game 
yeah, she's going to get a game, so let's play someone else so she can play for Essendon. But then while she's playing, I'm like, oh, God, maybe, <laughs> maybe we shouldn't have handed her over that, that easily because she did play very, very well, and so did the other Tiwi girls as well. And, and the, I thought the same in the male space, all those Tiwi players played very well. 100%. Plenty of good players uh, from both teams last week. I thought a special shout-out to Jaden Magro. I thought he was just about best on ground in the first half. Obviously, no complaints about Jed Anderson, but Magro seems to lift all the time at representative level. We'll talk about him a little bit later on when we go through the NTFL stuff as well. He's flying at the moment, the small forward from Waratah. But we do need to go to a short break. We're going to recap all of the NTFL Round 15 action after this, talk about the NTFL Round 16 preview, and then uh, we might make a couple of little predictions while we've got you, Rick, to talk about the Women's Premier League. Obviously, that's it's going to be a tough one um, for you to sort of predict openly. We might talk about your thoughts on the medal. Uh, and then the NTFL premiership predictions as well uh, in the men's space and the Nichols medal and stuff like that. And, of course, plenty of AFL to talk about as well. We are in February, which means we're only a month away from it starting. I think mid-March will be when it kicks off. And then, obviously, all the pre-season stuff is going to start during this month. So stick with us here at SEN Fridays in the Top End. Live on SEN Top End, 16.11am. This is Fridays in the Top End with Jackson Clark, Raf Clark and Rob Hale. For Rain and Horn Darwin, finding a place to write your next chapter. 